Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. And I used to go to the hospital because he loved these poems and he had a poem book. And I would sit and read poetry to my grandfather. I didn't want to be away from him because I felt like if I was away from him that he wouldn't make it. And if I was with him that he could be strong. And I just remember him getting sick and getting sicker and sicker. And My mother had been with him, and I remember her coming home. And she said my grandfather had died. I remember I got to my knees and I started to cry. I mean, I howled and I wept and I couldn't believe that he died. A couple of days after my grandfather had died, I was sleeping and it was um, like something was, I don't know, it woke me up. And I remember just like opening up my eyes and I felt like something was different in the room. And I, I remember that light in the clock had flashed, like gone off and on. I was freaked out. And then I saw my grandfather just like standing there and it was kind of like a, a, a reverse shadow. It was his energy, it was his light, it was his image. It was also that feeling that I had when I was with him, he was there with me. I just knew it was him. I could actually hear his voice in my ear and him telling me the poem of Let Me Live in a House by the Side of the Road. I could feel his hands going down my face and feel the warmth of him. This is uh, Sean Clark, author of Voice in the Dark, lead paranormal investigator for Voices in the Dark, and you're listening to the Real Paranormal Activity podcast with my dear friend Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and Britt is currently away, and it is Monday, February 1st, 2021, episode 252. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, it's always great to be back in the hot seat. Announcements, this week is going to be a slow week for RPA. Mr. Aaron Frail is out this week, which his show comes out on Tuesday, and also 
Terry from Texas, who does a show on Wednesday. He's going to be out this week as well. But, but this Friday is the first Friday of the new month, and there will be a new indie short film coming out. And I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. Really cool stuff. And also, we are currently recording the show right now, but it's going to be released a little bit later in the week. So I do apologize for that. But you do have something to look forward to. And also, over here in the States, the big game is this weekend. So I'm sure most of us are going to enjoy that as well. But other than that, we just have some snow, some cold weather. And so with that, we are going to be doing some interviews next week and also throughout the month. And those should be fun. And so with that, we're going to do some more listener stories. And if you have a paranormal experience you want to share with us, merely send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off on a future episode. Pretty short intro, I know. So let's get in to the stories. And you know what that means, come on, come on, say it with me, say it with me, that's right, to the story then, follow me right this way, no pushing, no shoving, and the fires are blazing as always, nice and toasty in here, and you guys know the deal, grab a beanbag over there in the corner, find an empty spot on the floor, and as always, I'm going to get behind my desk here, get comfy, and Brett sent me our packet, I printed that off, thank you Brett, if you're listening, and let's see what we have. Okay. They're all medium ones. Alright. Alright. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh man, so good when it hits the lips. And the first one. This one is by Nady, and it's titled Brother and I. Okay, Nady. Let's see what you got, man. This happened when I was a little girl, around two or three years old. It was late at night, and my brother visited my room because he wanted to play. So I got out of bed, very quiet because my parents were downstairs and I was supposed to be asleep, and we started playing. Then my parents came upstairs to go to bed. They gave me a goodnight kiss every night, so they entered my room and saw me playing. They asked me what I was doing, and I told them I was playing with Kevin, my brother. The look on their faces was really weird, but they put me back in bed, and we never talked about it again. A few years later, this subject came back. I was around 10 years old now. And I didn't understand why I always had to go to bed and Kevin was able to stay downstairs as long as he wants and why Kevin didn't have his own bed. Then my parents told me that indeed I had an older brother, but that he was born dead. Kevin didn't have a bed because, well, he wasn't alive. For me, that sounded unreal. Kevin was real to me. I saw him a lot. He looked like me, but he was a boy. We could have been twins. Now, I don't see my brother around that much, but I still believe he is out there, watching over his little sister and his little brother. When I really need something, I always ask him to help me, and it always turns out to be okay. Even though I can't hug my brother or really talk face to face with him, I still know he's there watching over me and guiding me through life. 
Sorry for my grammar mistakes. English isn't my main language. And thank you for reading. And that's from Nady. Nady. Hey, thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, yeah, kids are creepy. I'll say it again. <laughs> I, uh, I suppose you're just so young. You think you're about two or three. And, you know, Kevin must have been coming around quite often, so you didn't think much of it. Uh, and, of course, you were just wondering why you had to go to sleep all the time where Kevin could run around the house, right? Go downstairs, hang out. Man, then you got older. Looks like you stopped seeing him so much anymore. That's an interesting story, though. Hmm, kind of sad that he died during birth. Well, yeah, Nady. Thank you very much for uh, sharing that. Great story. All right. Yeah, I do like uh, children's stories like that, or they imaginary friends or not. And of course, they, the creepy ones are, you know, the, the kid knows something that they shouldn't know. <laughs> uh, like in this case, the parents kind of, you know, kind of turn their heads a little bit and what the heck's going on, man? All right. Next story. This one is by Franklin. And it's titled, Ghost in the Parlor. Okay, Franklin. Let's see what you got, man. This is my one and only experience with the paranormal. This happened approximately 23 years ago. At the time, I was dating a girl who originally came from a farming community about two and a half hours from where I lived. I accompanied her to her family home several times to attend weddings, and we usually spent the weekend there. The family farm was well over a hundred years old. It was fairly large, two-story, all brick, with quite a few rooms. The main floor had a kitchen, dining room, two small side rooms, and a large entranceway and a little-used parlor. Apparently, several generations of her family had lived there. One time, it was the middle of July or August. We were at the farm and there were about 15 people there, mostly family and relatives of hers and a few friends. Everyone was sitting out on the back deck enjoying a drink and barbecue. I excused myself and went into the house to use the washroom. The house was empty as everyone was outside. When I went into the house, I had to pass down a hallway and to the right was the parlor, which had a rounded arch entranceway. As I passed the parlor, I noticed an older lady sitting in a chair in the parlor. She appeared to be just sitting there with her hands folded across her lap. I had never seen her before, but figured I didn't know everyone who was there, so I never thought much about it. I smiled briefly and continued on my way. I returned a couple of minutes later and passing by the parlor, noticed it was empty. When I went back outside to the party, I asked my girlfriend, uh, who was that older lady I saw in the side room? She gave me a rather funny look. Her mother heard my comment and she too turned and gave me a funny look. My girlfriend seemed rather serious and said, you saw her? I shrugged, and at first thought maybe they had some crazy aunt or relative that they didn't want people to know about, 
It happens. I thought maybe I had brought up some taboo subject or something. Finally, the mother said, That's Mrs. Parker. I said I was just curious as I didn't see her at the party. Mrs. Parker sort of lives here, she said. Finally, they told me the whole story. Mrs. Parker was just the name they had given her. She is some type of apparition that appears in the house occasionally. Usually, she is seen in the parlor, but has also been seen in the kitchen and in the entranceway. She has been in the house for a long, long time, and they are just accustomed to her being there. They have no idea who she is or why she appears in the house. They never really tell anyone about her. It's something they live with. For me, she looked quite real, but they tell me that when she is usually seen, she will suddenly vanish. She never acknowledges anyone, and it's as if she is in her own world. I'm not sure what you call it, but I never felt the same again when I was in that house. Love the podcast. Thank you. And that's from Franklin. Hey, Franklin, great story, man. I love uh, farmhouse stories. Well over 100 years old, huh? That's cool. I've mentioned this before in some uh, previous episodes where there are, you know, I've read about how, like in this way, families, you know, they just don't mind having a, living in a haunted house. It doesn't really bother them, you know. And in this case, they, yeah, they just gave it a name. They don't even know who this person is, and she's been there for a long, long time. The farmhouse has been with the family for generations. Yeah. <laughs> uh Sounds like a residual haunting because it just go at the last part here. It says um, Mrs. Parker never acknowledges anybody; it just goes about its own business, so to speak, and vanishes normally, uh, quite quickly. Yeah, great story. Thank you, Franklin. Yeah, I don't know though. You know, I could see myself up at two a.m. You know, getting a glass of water or something. You know, going down the stairway, turning on the lights as I go, going into the living room, turning on the lights. I pass by the parlor, look in there, and here's this old lady in a chair just sitting there. I I don't know if I could get used to that. (laughs) You know? Oh, well. All right, what do we got? What's next? This one is by Stacy, and it's titled the stairs okay Stacy let's see what you got man when I was about seven years old my aunt and her partner were looking after a two-floor apartment just above a shop in the town for six months while the owner's wife was away on a business trip and her husband was away doing something for the army I never found out what so when my aunt's partner was away working night shifts I would often stay with her to keep her company. The owners had three cats. One had gone missing a couple of weeks. The other two would come and go throughout the day and night, either through a cat flap or an open window. I'd stay in that house once or twice before with my aunt, but nothing ever happened. I was a very happy child. I liked to chat, laugh, and play with dressing up dolls. Uh, You know, normal things a seven-year-old girl does. 
It was midsummer, about five-ish, so most people would be starting to head home from a day of shopping in the busy town. My aunt and I had not long got into the apartment ourselves, and my aunt seeing one of the cats sitting on part of the roof of the downstairs shop asked me to call the cat in. So being a seven-year-old, I'm bound to do as I'm told. Going to open the window in the hall, I tried to call the cat in for its dinner, but the cat looked at me, raised its hair on its back, hissing at me. I then heard footsteps coming from upstairs. Thinking that was my aunt, I went up to tell her what had just happened. When I was upstairs, I looked in every room. Nobody could have walked past because all the doors were on the same upstairs hallway that I was standing in. Not finding my aunt, I looked out the window, standing with the curtains drawn behind me. They were full length, or near floor length. I was looking at all the people walking past on the street below. Then the curtain moved as if someone was running their hands along it. Thinking it was my aunt messing around, I stepped out from behind them and shouted, Boo! But no one was there. I then looked in all the rooms again because I thought it was my aunt playing hide and seek with me, but I didn't find her. I called out for my aunt and asked where she was because I had given up. She then called up the stairs and told me she'd been in the kitchen the whole time. I went down to the kitchen and told her everything that had happened from the cat to the footsteps and the moving curtains. My aunt told me not to be silly and that I had scared the cat, imagined the footsteps, and I had moved the curtain and gotten scared over nothing. I then, being a seven-year-old, went off to sulk in the hall over how my aunt hadn't believed me. For some reason, I looked up at the stairs where the owners had placed a collage of pictures on the wall that you had to either be coming down the stairs or to go up the stairs and turn around to see the pictures clearly. There on the stairs was a figure that after many discussions with my aunt and other members of my family cannot find a reasonable explanation for what I saw. The figure had no obvious body except for the clothes that it appeared to be wearing. The place where a head should have been was shadowed as was where the legs should have been. The figure appeared to be looking at the collage. I muffled a cry of shock because there should only be my aunt and I in the apartment. The figure began to turn, but as it did, it began to fade away, so I never saw the front half. For a full minute after, I couldn't move. When I did come to my senses, I ran to my aunt was by then cooking dinner for us both and told her what I'd seen. By this point, she's becoming scared at what I've told her, which begins to make me feel worse and furthermore terrified than what I had already been feeling. Ten minutes later, my aunt and I were standing on the pavement on the street, which runs along the back of the apartment, waiting for a taxi to take us back to my nan's and granddad's house, which was about seven miles away. We were not going to stay there. Thank you for reading. And that's from Stacy. <laughs> Stacy, I don't blame you guys for not staying there. Yeah, cool story. Thank you very much for sharing that. 
it sounds like this uh yeah yeah it sounds like you guys have been there for a while uh, everything's fine you mentioned in the beginning of the story you've actually stayed there a few times too before this everything's fine and all of a sudden this figure appears shadowy yeah I don't know what to make of it doesn't seem to mean uh, any harm though and um, looks like you might have had a little encounter with it in a room upstairs you know you thought it was your aunt playing hide and seek with you that sort of thing yeah, a lot of these things uh, happen that way um, as far as things happening. Usually, you know, I don't know. I'm going to say once every month at least um, when people send in their stories. Um, most of the time it doesn't sound like it's every week or very frequent. You know, it's like something happens and they go about their business scratching their head and they forget about it, right? And then... You know, a long period of time passes by, and all of a sudden something else happens. Kind of like that. Yeah, don't know why that is. But Stacy, thank you very much for sharing. Love the story. And that is it, guys. That's all that Bert sent me. And as always, we are flattered that you come here and uh, visit us on the RPA Network. And hopefully you do find something you enjoy. And like I said, this week is going to be a slow week. Uh, Aaron from Aaron's Horror Show is not going to be here this week and terry from texas is not going to be here but there will be a new indie short film released on this friday so you got something to look forward to and i think it is a pretty cool sci-fi short film flick so if you like that sort of thing you'll enjoy it and of course everyone out there over here in the states have a safe weekend with a big game coming on and uh enjoy yourselves and so with that I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Brittany. It's also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh, yeah, we do. As always, thank you and good night.